0: Look down, look down, you're here until you die. Welcome back to Bizarre Podcast, Dogs Must Die. My name is Grant, you can call him Chip, and today we are finishing the second drop of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean, episodes 23 through 24, on the docket for today. Mm-hmm. This
1: is a scene I've been waiting to see animated for a bit, just because uh, like the, the very first scene of episode 22, Time for Heaven, New Moon, New Priest, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is just
0: a scene that I think is very funny. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> this episode, you can tell it's double stuffed because we do not have an OP or a recap. Mm-hmm. We just get in to like slumber party <laughs> times. Yeah. <laughs> so, we back we... in the 80s. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Dio is is crashing at uh, at Pucci's place. Like where are Pucci's parents? Is the question I ask. <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Poochie ran away from his parents, got his own place, because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, they disapproved of his
0: 100-year-old vampire boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) You got a 15-year-old son, Mm -hmm. and he brings home (laughs) Dio Brando. (laughs) (laughs) And he starts coming around the house more and more. They... (laughs) At what point do you put your foot down? <laughs> Get this strangely hot man out of our house! Son, it's, it's my roof, it's my rules. Guests have to wear a shirt. Come on, come on, you know how it works.
1: You know, I don't know Dia's upbringing or his background or anything, but I am very concerned about that scar that goes completely around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good can come from that.
0: Yes, yes. I see the diorama he made. He's very talented. That doesn't change the rules, Poochie. You know, when I first his parents met Dia, call him by his last name. Don't yeah, worry about yeah. it. It's fine.
1: <laughs> when we first met Dio, we were, you know, we were willing to give him a shot and stuff, but like every time he smiles, I see those vampire fangs. <laughs> I don't know if those are cosmetic or if that's just but it, I don't like it. That 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 young man Dio
0: gives me bad vibes. <laughs> I asked if he wanted a Coke or something, and he responded, human blood? <laughs> but anyway, uh, he's talking about how much fucking loves the Mona Lisa, wouldn't you know it? Fuck yes. <laughs> it's 2022. All bad guys love the Mona Lisa. That's how it works. Both Dio and, and Pucci are on the
1: same bed. Dio's laying on his back like one leg dangling off the side reading this this like book about the Louvre mm-hmm. and Pucci's just laying on his side reading some other book and yeah dia's just hmm isn't it interesting that so many people go to the Louvre every day or every year <laughs> that just imagine how many people are are drawn to the Louvre to look at the Mona Lisa whoa whoa <laughs>
0: Now he he does say something that I think is is very interesting in that art is like stands because it is a visual projection of your soul for others to observe and interact with. Yeah, I yeah. dig that. That is a fun thought. Thank that, you, Dio. Please die now. Cool.
1: <laughs> and so, like Pucci, hearing this goes like, "Oh, do you do you mean this is interesting just because of like that's a big number or whatever?" And that's when Dio says, "Yeah, art art is like a stand." Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm poochie's like all right yeah that sounds pretty cool are you saying they're literally stand users and dia goes like yeah <laughs> and then he, he gets up and grabs poochie by the wrist and like draws him closer. and he goes like hey why haven't you killed me yet you have the perfect stand to do that you could just <laughs> pop my brain out of my head
0: what? He like challenges Poochie to, to step up and betray him and seize the world to become king of the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Pucci's saying, like, hey, the reason why I don't do that is because I uh have a lot of admiration for you. Uh also I basically believe you're God. I, yeah, yeah. He, he just calls, calls him the, him the king, king of kings. Yes. Yeah. He's a Dioist. Thank you. And then he says, I love you with the same reverence and passion as I love God. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> And Dio goes, hmm. I'm going to take your hand and jab your fingers into my brain so that my CD pops out. What are you going to do about
0: it now, buddy? And Poochie does nothing. He does not seize this disc. And Mm -hmm. then Dio says, ah, well, that's cool. I'm only putting you through all these tests and mind games because I'm afraid you're too good for me. (laughs) Yes. Dio is an abusive boyfriend. Stop it. Stop doing this. Yes, he is. You know,
1: okay, Dio has been in one other relationship where, you know, that Jorno that popped out of, but this is probably the tactic he does with everyone mm-hmm, he's in mm-hmm. a relationship with. Like, but yeah, Dio, like, there, there's a pause where that disc is just hanging out and nothing happens, and Dio gets up, off the bend, turns around, and says, like, he, he's very surprised to have met any humans that can put him this at ease. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he, he's like, okay, I believe that you are going to become a noble priest one day. Uh, and you know what? I trust you so much here. When your fingers were in my head, you got something from my head in there. It ain't a disc. It's a bone. It's a bone. It's his brain bone, not his butt bone. It's it's technically his brain bone. Although someone on Twitter from last week, I think, identified what bone that is. And it's a foot bone? <laughs> It's a foot bone. Uh, he's got he's got feet on the brain. You know who's to judge? You know, yeah. It's getting more and more popular every day. Dio was ahead of the, the trend.
0: The the last JoJo villain to be obsessed with the Mona Lisa was all about hands. He's taking it to the feet. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's mm-hmm. phalanges, baby. Yep. Uh, uh, back in the present, it is time to watch Foo Fighters die screaming in agony again. God Fuck damn it. off! Stop no! it.
1: Oh, so yeah, again, her disc just like lands on the ground. Poochie's like, "Hey, you got to go grab her disc so that we can, you know, go, you know, check out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, where read, Jolene." Read them is and memories,
0: and, but, but then uh, the radio that was part of their uh, paramedic disguise starts crackling and talking at them. And as the rain starts to fall around them, White Snake recognizes this voice as Weather Report. Just a moment too late,
2: mm-hmm.
1: a big storm comes in. It just starts pouring rain fog and mist starts coming in white snake can't see more than like a foot ahead of him and this rain was enough to revive ff
0: yes yes the the torso chunk that was (laughs) left behind uh by the ambulance is now ambulating uh just Mm. crawling around on that one arm go torso go yeah and so, under cover of this very thick fog, the slowly reconstituting Foo Fighters clacks rocks together <laughs> yes. to reveal Poochie's identity via Morse code. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, Poochie immediately goes, fuck, that's Morse code. She just said my name in Morse code. No! <laughs> no!
0: Oh, oh, boy. So... <laughs> So pucci collects himself and he thinks about his philosophy of of victory, which is that shame leads to helplessness, which is the source of defeat. He is dark Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so by this point, the the top half of Foo Fighter's fourth form has two arms and is in a cornfield <laughs> mm-hmm. where they find weather report.
1: Yay, yay, yay. Yes, because Weather Report's been out for a while. Still recovering from the injuries from episode 11? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Long time recovery. Same with Hermes. Um, he nearly exploded! <laughs> that's true, that's true. He nearly exploded.
0: That's, so did that's, Jolene, that's though, and you don't hear her complaining.
1: Come on. Yeah, but Foo Fighters and Weather Report have met up. Meanwhile, we, we've got Jolene and Anasui with the green baby. Anasui decides, hey, this is a time. To uh, brush my hand across Jolene's face and go like, Uh uh hey, I've said it 13 fucking times now, but I'm way into you.
0: (laughs) Why is this baby chewing on my hair? Jolene still does not get it and thinks he's offering to help her with something. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, now we realize the baby's got pica because it's eating hair. It's it's eating (laughs) dirt. I'm sorry. Your baby's fucked up. I love
1: that Anasui is just like, why is it eating my hair? Why is it doing that? And, like, he puts it down, and it puts something else in its mouth, and it's like, why is it doing that? And it's just like, this is baby shit. Do you not know what a baby is? This isn't even weird green baby stuff it's doing. This is the most normal thing it's done. Somebody has to do peekaboo in front of Anasui, see if he gets that, at least. <laughs> yeah. While that's happening, Anasui hears some, some of the, the grass and the weeds rustling, so, okay, get down. Who the fuck's coming? Oh, thank God, it's just Foo Fighters. and Weather Hooray! Report. It's Yay! the buddies!
0: Yay! So Foo Fighters, now once again possessing legs, mm-hmm. uh, gives the secret, no Morse code necessary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just spills the beans. And uh, that's when Jolene uh, uh, gives Weather Report a great big hug, and Anasui again gets super jealous.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, and this is also
1: when... Uh, uh, Foo Fighters heals Jolene's fucked up eyeball.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. I love how snippy Anasui gets though is when he's like, "What do those two think they're doing?" And Foo Fighter says, "Hugging dumbass." <laughs> they're just saying hi. Calm down. <laughs> Fuck. And he replies, "I know. That was rhetorical. Go separate them. We have a deal." <laughs> Apparently, if you agree to witness someone's wedding, you also have to be their, uh, uh, like, 100% wingman (laughs) 24-7. Yeah, regardless of how
1: toxic you are.
0: He Uh, even calls them lowly plankton? Kill this man! No! Don't say that to Foo Fighters, they're the best. This this is my line. Like, you (laughs) you cannot disrespect Foo... After all of that... After everything they just went through, after everything I said on last week's episode, no. Anasui is dead to me. Fuck him.
1: Yeah. Uh, So Anasui gets up, points at the green baby, and goes, I want to kill the baby. Can we kill the baby now? I'm asking for your consent to kill this baby. Also, you too, Weather Report. We're making this decision as a family. Is this baby dying? Because I want it to be dead. He does not ask for Foo
0: Fighters opinion re-baby killing.
1: Yeah, and also, like, when he's de- he he starts describing, uh, like, hey, this baby is not our friend, this is not a normal baby, it's, like, this disgusting, horrible monster, it is lower than filth, it has no humanity, all mm-hmm. this shit, and, like, while he's saying this, it's framed where you can see, like, between, like, the, the, you know, the the crook between his arm when he's got, like, his hand on his hip, it's just, like... Uh, Foo Fighters face there, just like, are
0: you fucking talking about me? (laughs) It's not a good... It's not a good relationship between him and anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that is when... That mm-hmm. is when mm-hmm. uh, Weather Report punches straight through the chest of Anasui and then slaps the disc out of Foo Fighters, because that's not Weather Report. That's Whitesnake in disguise. Whitesnake has a camo mode. Mm-hmm. I was just like, wait, is that part of White Snake's powers? But it's like, okay, one, he could just have a random
1: stand disc that he's using to do that, mm-hmm, and two, mm-hmm. like, his initial introduction, he... Made dream illusions. So just the idea of him making an illusion where he looks like someone else, sure, whatever. It's fine.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess I'm getting my wish real quick because Anasui is fucking dead. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, uh,
1: arm all the way through the chest. Jolene gets chopped across like the the her back and also one of her arms gets cut off in the process
0: the only one and and that's with having reaction that's with being the third attack so she had some warning and that's the best she could do
1: white steak and poochie are celebrating they have they're so close to their goals all they got to do is one one last step with
0: the green baby. The green baby born from, from the release of the sacrifice of 36 heinous criminal souls. Mm-hmm. But he's like,
1: actually, before I do the stuff with the baby, you know what, Jolene? I really fucking hate you. I think I gotta, like, crush your skull in first because you're gonna fuck something up if I leave you around for even a second.
0: Good luck. Better men than you have tried, all right? Uh, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so he, he turns around to square off. But we see that Jolene has unspooled a whole mess of string from her disconnected arm to tangle around Poochie, and then hardens that string into handcuffs. Yes. And so she stands up and announces her intent to take back the daddy disc, the FF disc, and also take Poochie's life. Mm-hmm. At the same time she makes those handcuffs,
1: it also, like, reattaches her severed arm. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, now it's like a, a close-range handcuff fight, because she's just, like, pulling Poochie around by the handcuffs so she can do, like, big roundhouse kicks on him.
0: We, we've crossed the mid-episode point. It's one of the, the rare few where they don't give us a, a stand uh, title card. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it's it's time for a pro wrestling chain match. Welcome to Florida. <laughs> and Stone Free... Gets disked. There's there's uh, her stand is just barely poking out from her forehead. Uh-uh, mm. uh, so one wrong move and it will be plucked from her. Oh no, oh no. There's
1: also a bit here where you can see Poochie just trying to uh yank the handcuffs off, but on top of, you know, just having a handcuff around his wrist, there's thread extending from the handcuff that has sewn itself into his skin. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> So while Jolene is, like, doing her, her tough talk business and telling uh, Poochie just what she thinks of him and just what she's going to do, the wind kicks up and blows straight into Poochie's face. And, like, they're, they're still outside. They're still in, like, the marshland uh, uh, with tall grasses. Mm-hmm. And it blows the grass into divided rows, which looks very cool. It sure and has does. has no... like that doesn't set up anything about the terrain in the fight to come (laughs) no it's just cool looking (laughs) it doesn't reveal that weather report really is here or anything like if this weather weather is his business he's doing it from like uh uh, hundreds of meters away wherever he's still recovering from his injuries yeah but it looks cool as shit it looks cool as shit
1: so poochie starts this whole little speech of like hmm we both have handcuffs on, but who's really the one trapped here? Is it you or Your, your brain disc is poking out. Uh, think you're in the worst position here. And then starts talking about how swallows uh, love to fly into like, the sides of cliffs and shit and kill themselves by accident. And uh, this
0: turns out to be one of Pucci's most legible metaphors because he yes. actually spells out what he means by this. See, see swallows are so stupid. Because they, they don't get taught by their parents. They, they keep making the same mistakes generation after generation and no swallow mm-hmm. is smart enough to actually teach other swallows to not fly into shit. Like your idiot dad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who didn't tell you to just sit down and let Dio and Dio's best friends do what the fuck they want. <laughs> so, so y'all just hurt yourselves rushing forward. Do you get it? Do you get it?
1: <laughs> right after that little speech they both go in for a punch at each other like at the same time. Simultaneous left hooks, yes. Mm -hmm. But Poochie's aiming for the disc. He just wants to knock her stand disc out. Mm -hmm, And he mm -hmm. has a tiny bit of extra reach that Jolene doesn't (laughs) because he has taken his tiny little crucifix and shoved it underneath his fingernail so that hopefully that extra little bit of reach from the crucifix will ding
0: her disc out of her head. And it works, it works. Stonefree starts sliding, stonefree.exe starts sliding out of, of the forehead slot, but it doesn't fall as his, uh, uh, Pucci's premature celebration is interrupted with a punch rush directly to the face. Yes. <laughs> and and he has to, like, uh, uh, get into a defensive stance and turtle up through an entire monolog <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's just like, how the fuck is Jolene,
1: you know... How did she get me in this position? And, you know, how am I suddenly on the defensive? And it's just like, oh, that's what she's doing. She's intimidating me.
0: (laughs) She intimidated me. But this man is full of tricks and full of CDs. And he he throws a very special one into the dying body of Inasui. It is, of course, Jolene's ultimate goal, her father's memories, that will resurrect him from his comatose state. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, because if a memory disk is inside of someone as they die, it dies. Memories don't uh, uh, survive, you know, the person that holds him, mm-hmm. the, the person that holds them. They can only survive on archival media like this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- there is, I guess, precedent for this. Like, uh, uh, souls die when they're in a body that dies. See uh, mm-hmm. Dopio, for, for example. Yeah. So there is now a ticking clock, as you can see, uh, the bit of the CD that's sticking out of Anasui's body just like slowly melting and crumbling into dust. Mm-hmm. And Poochie doesn't care because he's already memorized all the information he needs. Yeah. So what does Jolene do? She punches Father Poochie even harder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. The whole time, like leading up to this, where that that punch rush was happening, and, and White Snake's on the defensive. Uh, you could, He's actually genuinely getting really fucked up. Like, yes. yes. He even thinks, oh, fuck, White Steak can't actually do this head on. Like, <laughs> stone-, stone Free is way too strong. She punches him even harder and eventually decides, okay, fuck this. I got to go get the disc. And she, she has to uncouple her handcuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to go after Anasui. Leaving
0: Poochie to go get that baby.
1: And this is when Poochie just starts walking towards the baby and says a whole mess of random words.
0: Yes. Yes. He just says a lot. I guess it's a, some sort of incantation. And one of the words he says a lot is beetle. He mm-hmm. says beetle like eight times, I swear. Yeah. Spiral
1: stairs, the beetle, abandoned town, fig tart, beetle, the path to Dol- Dolorosa, beetle, singularity, Johto. <laughs> that it's like a angel hydrangea beetle singularity. Yeah, it's just uh, some I weird incantation. I need scissors 61.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> yep. When he fin- finishes like this weird incantation, the baby that was sleeping opens its eyes, mm-hmm. and Poochie goes, all right, next step, digs White Snake's hand into his own hand to rip out a bone, which, again, looks like a foot bone.
0: This does make me recall that when Sports Maximum put the Golden Glowy on the Dio bone, it made Poochie's hand explode. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Yep. Think, think back. Uh. Mm-hmm. And... So he
1: yeah he rips this bone out of his hand, offers it to the green baby who uh, goes, "Hmm, nice bone," and chomps on it. And when he does, it causes the the arm that is holding this bone to
0: explode
1: all the way up to the elbow, and all that's left is just <laughs> his arm
0: bone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And <laughs> and the baby pulls Poochie. Most of Poochie, I guess, into the bush.
1: Yeah, and and Poochie's reaction to the, the this whole part is one, ow, and then two, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he literally
0: shouts, "Hallelujah, beloved Dio!" <laughs> so so Jolene at uh, uh at the side of an Asui rapidly dying reaches for the disc, can't grab it. By the time she gets there, the this, the bits that are sticking out have totally crumbled away. So instead, she, she gets to work sewing up Inasui's wounds, though he looks really fucking dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's desperate enough to just start yelling into the night for help, yelling for guards to, to come, uh, while Anasui, his last thoughts, are blaming Foo Fighters for this mm-hmm. whole situation. Yep. While their final remaining face dissolves into mist. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Onesui, he's able to move his hand just enough to point towards the dissolving face of Foo Fighters. And a little bit of his blood starts trickling slowly in a line towards Foo Fighters. And he's just thinking, like, hey, I'm dying. Your disc got popped out. And what's left of you is also dying. Come on. Just my blood, when it reaches you, just hop on. And Mm -hmm, take mm -hmm. my body and, you know, use it. And eventually the the blood does touch Foo Fighters' face.
0: Quote, only you, the plankton, can do this.
1: (laughs) Yes. And this is when Jolene turns around. She sees, you know, like we've seen in many JoJo parts now, a wispy golden spirit levitating out of Anasui's body. And she's like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, no, Anasui, are you dead? But it's not him.
0: That's Foo Fighters' golden ghost. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, and they, they come out and they eventually have a little talk. Uh, uh, they have used Anasui's power to give themselves enough power to save Anasui's life at the cost of their own. Yeah. The, the disc is ejected. It's real fucked up. That is not gonna play. Uh, you're, (laughs) (laughs) it looks like it was eaten by acid. Yeah. One side of it's pretty crinkled up.
1: Like, there's still a lot of data on that thing, but like, Jotaro's going to not remember
0: something or many (laughs) things put that into Jotaro he's gonna look at Jolene and be like who the fuck are you and the Speedwagon Foundation's gonna be like oh no it didn't work and she'll be like no that's my dad that's how he is that's normal
1: (laughs) yeah yeah Foo Fighters begins talking to Jolene about you know hey it was it was through my like power and conviction and courage that I was able to do this last act and also
0: i couldn't leave without saying goodbye to everybody Mm -hmm. and they talk about having the courage to embrace death in in this moment and how just the simple fact of dying proves that they were truly alive all along and you Mm -hmm. know what yeah plankton doesn't have golden ghosts we'd be (laughs) you couldn't walk without seeing some you know
1: yeah and yeah jolene is just like whoa 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 we can still save you we can just go get that disc back from Poochie and pop it in the plankton bada bing bada, bada boom. She's just like, Okay, well I have become enough of a person that you'll have an FF but it'll be a different one. It's not gonna yeah, be me. Yeah.
0: I'm an individual. I have a soul, and that's not that's not what the stand disc can give you. You'll you'll have a, a very thirsty buddy, you know, if <laughs> that's what you want, go for it. But <laughs> Yeah. Meanwhile, real real weather report is still on the radio.
1: <laughs> yep. And he's he's calling for Foo Fighters going like Foo Fighters, hey. Hey. What's
0: going hey, on? Hey buddy. And the sun has fully risen by now. <laughs> yeah. It uh, was setting when they were on their fanboat adventure. This took all night.
1: Mhm. The opposite, opposite of usual JoJo time. Yeah, as Foo Fighters' like spirit raises high into the sky, she says goodbye, and like some grass gets blown across the camera, and when it wipes across the camera, she's gone. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. A better death than exploding and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so this episode ends, really, with uh, uh, Jolene looking to the sky and, and saying Foo Fighters' name and leaving her other friend hanging, and mm-hmm. another one comatose, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, whatever. It's cool.
1: Yeah. Foo Fighters was really cool. We got to mourn.
0: You can just pick up the radio and be like, not now. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I'll tell you later. Just give yeah. me a minute. <laughs> uh, so so thank you. Thank you to the JoJo Wiki for giving me this little bit of information about a difference in the adaptation. Mm -hmm. They cut a scene of Dio talking to Poochie about seeing a Michael Jackson concert on TV. No! (laughs) We need that! I need that! I need to see that voice! I want to know what Dio had to say about Michael Jackson! What? This dude is also a stand user.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The art of
0: moonwalking.
1: Yeah, just any any human that Dio is able to be impressed by, it's like, well, it couldn't be them, it's because they have a cool stand, and I like stands,
0: therefore. Michael Jackson, 1987, all right. Okay, yeah, yeah. What oh, that's got? when Bad came out? Yeah, he was talking about Michael Jackson, god dang. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, so that brings us, unfortunately, mm. unfortunate in that we have to leave behind thoughts of Michael Jackson. To episode 23, Jailhouse Lock. Yes. And uh, we're still getting some Dio. We're we're talking about Dio. We're we're hearing from Dio. Dio Mm. is reading the the elements of his plan, narrating them from his own journal writing. Yeah. Step one to attaining heaven, you gotta have the world. Well, Poochie's fucked. Uh, (laughs) I guess his plan is built on a shaky foundation. Step two you got to have the ultimate bro. Yes. you got to have a guy who cannot possibly de- be tempted from the path, who submits to the will of God over man. A real priestly type, perhaps. Hmm. Hmm. The next ingredient. You need at least 36 damned souls. Yes. There's a great power within souls that have sinned. A whole lot. The greater the sin, the greater the power. This is another callback. Uh, I want to remind people about the scene where Angelo gets arrowed at the very beginning of Diamond is Unbreakable. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yep. The next step is (laughs) Uh 14 words. Yep. Dio, 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 Dio. We (laughs) got to talk. We got to talk. I know. I know you were asleep for a while. But somebody's got to catch you up on some shit.
1: Don't, don't say that, Dio. Come on.
0: He engraved the 14 words on the Jeez. world so that he would never
1: forget them. Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> Dio, we <laughs> gotta talk. The next ingredient into this plan is the courage to relinquish the world, that is, the stand of the world, so it will absorb the damned souls and make something new, something we know to be the green baby. Mm-hmm. So the bone was not sports-maxed in order to become an invisible zombie Dio, but to substitute for the world. Yeah. So now, Poochie, a black man in America, must recite the 14 words. (laughs) My God. (sighs) Oh, See, see, when Araki talks about the importance of editors in manga and theory of practice, this this could also be a great... Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> this is a missed opportunity to show how important editors are. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> anyway, there's also an ideal location for, mm. for this mystical act, and he gives it in a, a latitude and longitude. And I looked up what those are, and I'm not going to say what it is, because by the time we're finished with t- today's episodes, it will be mentioned as like a, a big surprise. I don't want to ruin it, but... Mm. When it happened, just know I already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, he has to go to the the, the last part of the ritual
1: is to go to a very specific location, and uh, well, we we see what has happened to Father Pucci. Yeah, uh, his arm and hand is back, and he's
0: got a new look. Hell, yes, he's got more hair veins. Yes, he has. His hair veins have made a five pointed star on his forehead. Yes,
1: <laughs> uh, he now has very long. Uh, silver or gray eyelashes that kind of look similar to the weird eyelashes the green baby had. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes.
1: The back of his hair has multiple like curved lines shaved into it now. Mm-hmm. And his hair in the back is coming out in like three very long locks, which have now been fed through new holes in the back of the collar of his, his shirt. That's a normal thing to do with hair, right? Yes.
0: To put him through your shirt collar?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he also has now, yes, very important on the back of his neck the Joestar birthmark,
0: not not down on the shoulder where our Jojos have it, but still mm-hmm. visible up up above his his high priestly collar on uh, yeah. his long priestly neck, his chiseled <laughs> priestly neck. Uh, so so he's done. He's done with Green Dolphin uh, State Prison. He's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just counting down the days, waiting for his appointment with heaven upon the next new moon and he he leaves he mm-hmm. says waves goodbye to some guards uh uh and is is just done with this place and now we see the the op and back from that night has fallen yet again it is another day and emporio has gone to the discipline wing where pr- he previously said he dare not go mhm courage. courage courage he's <laughs> this this two-parter uh, despite the title this episode and the next one we're talking about are very much a two-parter is really about uh, Emporio coming out of his shell in a major way. Yep. yep. So he shouts across the hallway to Jolene that yes, Poochie has left the Island. He didn't even pack a bag, but he's gone And yeah. Jolene replies, I've been so bored. I gave myself a belly ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's got a, <laughs> she. she's, her design
1: is slightly updated to reflect the belly ring.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's of course a purple star mm-hmm. uh i think her hair buns are bigger yeah they do look bigger <laughs> <laughs> but emporio has not been able to to contact the speedwagon foundation to collect the disc he has jodro's memory disc pressed upon his tummy mm-hmm. and it has uh uh healed itself it is reformed into a full circular disc shape yay Uh, And so really we get an update on, like, it seems a couple of days have passed. Long Mm -hmm. enough for one to give oneself a belly ring at the very least. Emporio tells Jolene that as the sole survivor of the isolated uh, strict discipline cell in the Maximum Security Disciplinary Wing, that makes her top suspect in the deaths of (laughs) 36-plus rotten sinners. Yep. Like, I can see the logic, you know? You you definitely want to bring her in for questioning. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And so she tells Emporio that it's time to bust the hell out of here. And Emporio's like, oh,
1: you want to, like, get out of your cell and go to my room? Why do you need to go to my room? She's like, no, like,
0: out of the prison, out, out, <laughs> outside of the prison. This is, like, the the big, like, start of third act moment of Snowpiercer, <laughs> where the guy's like, you know there's an outside of the train, right? You know that's yeah. a door you can go <laughs> through, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and Emporio's having a hard time picturing
1: that. And yes, Jolene wants to get out and and finish the job and and defeat Pucci because now that she has her dad's memory disk, she mm-hmm. knows all about the ritual too.
0: Yes. And and it is her job to do what daddy can't, which is anything. Like anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While Emporio does not think that Jolene's really thought this through. Number one, no one has ever escaped from the stone ocean before. Number two, all of her friends are too injured or too depressed to help. Yes. (laughs) Anazui, fucked up. Uh, Ermes, still super fucked up. Mm -hmm. Weather Report, sitting alone and crying all day. (laughs) Yes, yes. I should have just kept it raining all the time. Damn it. He can't stop thinking about those weird-ass toes, and now he'll never giggle at them again. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> so so Emporio ducks away because he hears footsteps. There is a lady and a stand walking down the hallway.
1: Uh, and this lady just walks right up to Jolene's cell and just straight up says, like, Hey, don't try to think about escaping, because I'm here to like make sure that you don't, like, on Poochie's orders. Like, I'm gonna fuck you up if you try to do anything. Here's my stand, just letting you know ahead of time. We're we're skipping a bunch of steps here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess we need to talk
0: about both of them, so they're, just, they're right here. Yeah, uh, it's so like... fun to see someone just, like, walking side by side with their stand, though. Yeah. I like her stand's design. It's got a really cool, weird head. Yeah, do you want to start with that, then? Yeah. So this stand, this stand uh, is about to be named in the same scene. So uh, it's Jailhouse Lock. This is a name that is not localized. Mm-hmm. Like, the only difference between the original and localized name is they took the space out between jail and house? Yes. That's equivalent. That's video games, video games. It doesn't make a difference, no matter how much you <laughs> pretend it does. Uh-huh. So this is a humanoid stand, uh, you know, arms and legs, uh, but its skin is like a dress pattern. It is yes. a, a very, like, pale beige... Uh, that has uh, uh, sort of orangish dotted marks all around, uh, outlining you know where you would cut and where you would put seams if you made mm-hmm. clothes out of this thing, <laughs> including the silhouettes of pockets, which is yeah. a very fun idea. Yeah, and it has no hands. It's
1: its arms tapered down to sharp points, like uh, yes. uh in Terminator Two,
0: like the 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 spike mm-hmm, arms, mm-hmm. yeah, or like flippers that are gonna get you. Yeah, yeah. And then from the neck up, well, I say neck, it doesn't have one. Its head is a giant brain that just sits upon its shoulders and collarbone.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it just has two big yellow orbs that I guess are supposed to be eyes. And it has a large, like the the fabric, the suit, its skin has grown up and kind of wrapped around the bottom half of
0: its head. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I like it. He looks cool. It looks really cool. I like Jailhouse Lock a lot. Yeah. And its user is about to introduce herself as Mew Mew. Mm-hmm. Her, her proper name is Mutia Mueller, which is never given in the episode. She is named for Mutia Prada, the fashion designer and longtime CEO of Prada, mm-hmm. uh, youngest granddaughter of the founder of Prada. Uh, and her, her name that she goes by, Mew Mew. is based on the subsidiary brand Mew Mew. And her look, uh, this is a
1: character whose design uh, reflects a part of their stands design, which I like a lot. Mm -hmm. She's wearing like a long sleeve shirt, sweater, I guess. And it is super wrinkly and bunched up in a way that mimics brain folds. Yes, yes. And it's got two little danglies on the bo- like on the bottom of it that almost kind of look like, you know, pull strings on like a hoodie or
0: something. But they're little eyeballs. Although the fact that they are real eyeballs and don't look like her stand's eyeballs yeah. does turn this brain fold thing into, oh, she killed and skinned the flying spaghetti monster and is wearing <laughs> it as a trophy.
1: It does look like that, yeah.
0: And she is wearing a a sort of medium short uh, purple skirt that has all sorts of words written on it upside down. So like, if she looked down at her clothes, she could read it. But mm-hmm. you have to sort of like turn your head and think about it for a second. And over that, uh, uh, holy stockings in the the way that is very popular in JoJo ladies. Oh yeah. How do you put these on without your toes going through every single hole on oh, the way down?
1: Nightmare. It takes forever to put those on. <laughs> And don't try to jump into those. You just rip them. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And yeah, her hair is like fucked down. To up. The, it's it's fucked really up. ugly. It's really. Yeah, uh, it her She has blonde hair that goes down to the middle of her back. And it it's just really ratty looking and stiff looking like they, they someone describes it later. Uh, yes, in it is episode. a plot point
0: how fucked up her hair is.
1: Yeah, she's she's the lady with hair that's nothing but split ends. Yeah, her hair is awful. And then her face, pretty normal. She has, well, pretty normal for Jojo's standards.
0: She just has really severe makeup.
1: Yeah, really severe makeup. And she drew, like, small oval eyebrows on top of her normal
0: eyebrows. <laughs> uh, Mew Mew here is here with a message. Do not try to escape. If you play nice and don't try to escape, we'll even give your dad his brain memories back. It's
1: fine. And then she does, like, the, the uh, a menacing villain pose which is uh like a, a evil smile while also putting an eyelash curler up onto one of her eyelashes uh-huh
0: uh-huh <laughs> so Mew Mew here her english voice uh you may uh, recognize her as Rico brzezenska in attack on titan mm. or henrietta the science lady on 86 mm, okay whereas this is another <laughs> one where i was really spoiled for choice here uh the japanese <laughs> voice of Mew Mew. of course miss marita cruz in gundam unicorn uh Mm -hmm. she is the current voice of both laura croft and uh, claire redfield for the gamers in the house hell yeah she is the official dub voice for rachel wise anne hathaway uh, and also the roles of wonder woman and letty ortiz toretto oh my god hell yes wow man this lady's getting around in Fast Five, when Vince shouts, where's, where's Letty, Dom, huh? Where's Letty? And it breaks my heart every time. The <laughs> answer is menacing Jolene Cujo. <laughs> so this is when Stone Free nearly punches Mew Mew in the fucking face. Yeah, Jolene's
1: just like, <laughs> okay, well, I, got it. I, got, I have my own ideas for what I'm going to do. Yeah, tries to punch her through the bars. Her hand, her, her fist stops short because the bars of her prison cell have warped and kind of like wrapped around her uh, uh, Stonefree's arm a little bit. And you can see, overlaid on top of the bars, Jailhouse Lock. Yes.
0: Jailhouse Lock is th- in the bars now. Jailhouse yeah. Lock likes to be in things. Mm-hmm. Remember remember uh, on our last guest episode where I talked about how uh, uh, Jolene's biggest obstacle isn't the stand users, it's the structure of the prison itself? Mm-hmm. What if the stand was that? whoa 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 think about it they're doing it they're doing it (laughs) so this is when jolene's like okay i'll just punch you more she she winds up throws a left this time and the follow-through uh uh carries her momentum so she falls out of bed in her bunk with gwess who is doing crosswords wait a Mm. minute what the and so
1: jolene runs out of the cell and just looks around it's just like what And Gwess, uh, looking nervous, is just like, hey, are you okay? Everything all right? And Jolene is just asking more questions like, okay, how did I get here? What's happening? And then she looks down at her hand and sees writing on her hand that says, one, grab a pen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She looks down at her hand again. Two, know that you can only retain up to three new things at a time. Three, (laughs) defeat the stand user.
0: Her name is Mew Mew. So now begins Araki's tribute to moment to memento. Yes. And also Jolene being more high than anyone has ever been <laughs> in human history. Oh my god, yeah. Yep. And also like this this whole fight, this whole uh, crosses between two episodes fight is one of the the wildest experiments I think in <laughs> in bridging a super tense fight and the a goofy comedy fight yes yep
1: <laughs> it goes back and forth
0: and and very deftly and with yeah. hard hard swings that, that i think it really pulls off i like this one a lot <laughs> me too me too uh so yeah she's got notes on her telling her to defeat mumu telling her to find emporio she recognizes her own handwriting and and so she she has a lot of questions for the only person at hand, Gwess, who refuses to get involved. Again, she's like
1: hiding behind her crossword puzzle <laughs> yes. book, just like, please, I'm not, please. I don't see
0: you. Uh, 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 no, no, no. And eventually, Gwess like reaches forward a hand and pulls out a note from Jolene's pocket that tells her she's been doing this for two whole days.
1: Yeah. She, there's a diagnosis from the medical ward saying that she has some sort of like trauma based, trauma induced amnesia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's like not affecting her life in
0: a way where she can't live. She just can't remember anything. The note, instead of saying the isolated, strict discipline cell of the maximum security disciplinary wing, mm-hmm. just says the whole. Thank you. Yes, thank you very thank you. much. The whole. She, she So so she keeps finding more and more notes she left for herself on herself. Like, don't forget to wear panties. And then she checks. And wouldn't you know it she did? She forgot. Yep. Uh, <sighs> uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and Jolene uh, asked Wes like, hey, I'm sorry. Are you like this right now? Because I've just been asking the same questions nonstop for two days. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do about it. <laughs>
0: So she asks about who this Mew Mew is and Guess is like, ah, you, you can come up with new questions. That's nice. She's like someone on the floor above, don't know much about her, but her hair is just absolute rat's ass, just real bad. Mm. And anyway, the woman's trash. <laughs> yeah. So now that Jolene has learned how to identify Mew Mew, she's forgotten how she got here and what she was doing. <laughs> yeah, Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's like. Everything up to after Emporio left, she can remember. It's just any new information cannot be retained. So she can't remember that there was a stand attack.
0: Anytime she learns a fourth thing, she forgets one of her things since uh, uh, meeting Emporio. It it just falls out of her head.
1: And visually, the, the, the show portrays these things that she's forgetting or can't remember anymore by having them become really like fuzzy and hazy before they
0: like break up into little particles mhm mm-hmm. so she finds Mew Mew because like Gwess is like oh yeah uh you would have seen her for yourself if you were you know looking out the gate she just walked by so Chulene goes out and says hey I'm looking for you I don't know why I'm looking for you
1: <laughs> yeah Wait a minute, why am I in the female ward again? Who's Mew Mew?
0: Oh, fuck. <laughs> and so Mew Mew's like, oh, you, you just left your cell because you were going to get lunch. And Jolene says, yeah, probably. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so so now we've hit this middle of the episode. We get a stone free tile card and go back to Ermis lying in bed thinking back to when Emporio came to visit recently and told her about all the recent events. Mm-hmm. Thinks about her best friend, one of you know the, the three musketeers of the ward, dying. And so she goes up to the window, she gets a glass of water, and she literally pours one out for uh, Foo Fighters. In a scene man. that shouldn't be surprising at this point, anime original. Oh, yep. It's a good scene. Whenever people have like emotional grieving that's beyond just screaming someone's name, <laughs> yes,
1: that's an anime original scene. Usually, yeah, and they're all good additions. While she pours one out for Foo Fighters, she swears that she'll she and everyone else will avenge
0: her death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If Ermis was awake, if Ermis was like in the mix, she'd be the perfect ally right now. Because mm-hmm. if Jolene had two brains, she could hold six oh, memories. Oh shit! Right? Yeah, that's not how this goes. No, but just imagine. Yeah. So
1: Jolene is trying to get lunch. She can't get lunch because she doesn't have her lo- her meal ticket. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So she she is shooed away, and Jolene is just like, Ah, oh, fuck! Did I forget it in my cell? I better write that down on my body to, or like on
0: a note that like, Hey, don't forget your meal ticket. And when she writes that down, she finds herself in her cell wondering what she's doing there and why and where Emporio went. But hey, there's lunch on the table. Time to eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that was Gwess's lunch. Yeah. So so Gwess is like trying to take care of her. She's a little pissed off that someone ate her cheesy penne. But mm-hmm. in order to take care of her, is like, hey, hey, You're getting really overwhelmed with new shit out of the cell. You just eat mine. I will take your meal ticket. In fact, I put it in your pocket for you, so let's just trade. (laughs) Yeah. Also, please wrote down, I gave Gwess my meal ticket. I should not punch her face off.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, her body is just getting covered with more and more writing. And when she does that, she's just like, wait a minute, stand user? Huh. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah, I'm on stand attack. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. I wanted to go see Emporio, too. What was I doing?
0: Oh, yeah. I wanted to escape. So suddenly she's back at the cafeteria table eating yet another serving of penne. Mm -hmm. It's lunchtime, but she's not hungry for some reason. Doesn't know why. So she'll Mm -hmm. just eat the good stuff. Leave the hot dog. Yeah. And Mew Mew sits down across her. And as she sits, you can see that one of the bits of writing on that skirt is delicious right on the butt oh yeah <laughs> in case she forgets too i guess i would say this is extremely era appropriate
1: but it's it's what 2010 so i think it's a couple years beyond when delicious was a big thing to have on your ass well, you i like remember mid-2000s. we're being
0: written in like oh two oh three still oh so. that's true that's so that
1: is pretty mm-hmm, that would mm-hmm. be pretty pretty common perhaps yeah
0: so she sits down and jolene does not know who this lady is that seems to know her yeah and Mew Mew is like oh wow I stepped in a roach on the way here. That sucks. Hey, let me take off my shoe and cram it and the squished roach in your food. And before Jolene has time to react, she also squirts in ketchup and mustard and salad dressing. That's right. Three new things. So Jolene has forgotten the roach and just eats the roachy food. <laughs> yep.
1: And Jolene just like, man, you look familiar. Do I know you? And before anything else can happen... Mew Mew pushes over a a cup of like coffee or whatever and she's like oh no it got all over you I gotta I gotta clean you up and Jolene who's just like dumbfounded and doesn't know what's happening anymore just sits there as Mew Mew just
0: wipes all of the writing off of her body the only note that she doesn't get to is uh, uh, note number two which is you can only remember three things at a time if you learn <laughs> yeah. a fourth thing you forget one
1: yeah. Mew Mew starts like monologuing, thinking to herself that like, man, the best part of this power is that like it doesn't kill anybody or anything, but it just like over a long period of time slowly erodes any will you have to do anything. It's mm-hmm, like being mm-hmm. paralyzed. So like my job here is done. And then she takes like the note that Jolene yes, had in her pocket yes. too and just walks away while tearing it up into little pieces and just
0: throwing it everywhere. <laughs> So now Jolene is left even more disoriented than we've ever seen her, and that's saying something in this episode. Mm-hmm. And Stone Free takes like independent action. Yeah. Stone Free is here to save the day and laces through her skin a writing which reads, Go see Emporio. Yeah. And something that I think is interesting is, especially in comparison when she reads the note, is that. All of Jolene's notes to herself are in Japanese,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but all the other writing, including, you know, the, the note from her pocket is in English because yeah. she is in Florida. Yeah. Just by having that juxtaposition, it makes me think it is a, a more a character thing than a, a a benefit to the original Japanese literate audience. Right. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Jo- Jolene's primary language, just despite being an American <laughs> brat, is Japanese somehow. Like she's, Maybe maybe she's closer to her dad than I'm giving her credit for.
1: Maybe there's another trip to Japan when she was younger and she learned a lot of Japanese in that time.
0: It's how she takes notes so uh, her teachers can't get her in trouble. They mm, they don't know mm-hmm. what she's writing. <laughs>
1: uh and so Jolene like holding her hand up high with this note written in thread on her hand. Like there's like holy light beaming off of it like it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's her it's her her lifeline that will get her get her through all of this. Uh, and she thinks, OK, I can save room for one more note. I can 86 the rest.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it turns out what we now realize is that Miu Miu uh, uh, signed her own death warrant. Like all of these notes were overwhelming Jolene's system and holding her back without mm. them. With the two most important things locked in and one floating third thing, uh, uh, you know, ready to use as the situation arises, she's actually much more dangerous and much more capable. <laughs> yeah. You don't got to wear panties if you don't want to. You didn't forget. Nope. You chose. Trust yourself. <laughs> I don't need them today.
1: <laughs> and so anyway, we hard cut. Back to in imp-
0: Emporio's secret room. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we hard cut from that to Emporio being electrocuted alive, like, and just being roasted, falling to the ground, steaming smoke billowing off his body. He's like, "Oh no, I spilled my water. I'm being electrocuted. I have to pull the plug before I die," because like there is an outlet right in front of the little the little opening in the wall that lets him leave mm-hmm. his his secret room. And yes, there is water all over it, and the plug, and yeah. He can't get near it without zapping himself.
0: And this is illustrated is basically a four fact feedback loop. So mm-hmm. by the time he is motivated to go forward and leave, he has forgotten that it will hurt him. So he has for days mm-hmm. been uh, uh burning himself with electrical burns. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love the way that like the, the direction of it. Uh, uh, makes that very, very clear. Like, he says the four things. They, they come up in, like, full-screen, black text on a, on a white background, factual statements. And then when he gets to the fourth one, the first one is erased. And so he goes forward and hurts himself. Mm-hmm. And the thing that is plugged in that is shorting that is burning him is a computer. And that computer has a profile of Mew Mew pulled up. And some longer, like, post-it notes pinned to it. But this mm-hmm. information he's found is is of vital importance to Jolene and her mission. End of the episode.
1: Yep. Uh, and so that takes us to episode 24, Jailbreak. With not, an not, ellipsis. Not. Ah, <laughs>
0: yes. Jailbreak. So our our recap here is Poochie's uh, baggage-free exit. <laughs> uh, a little bit of the mechanism of Jailhouse Lock. And, yes, Emporio's dire situation. Mm-hmm. And when we meet Jolene, she's in the, the rec lounge watching a movie, and uh, uh, she keeps pausing the movie and trying to figure out, what, who is this man? Why is he walking in this room? Because <laughs> it's ev- impossible to watch a movie and yeah. follow it when you only can hold three facts in your
1: head. <laughs> and there's like a dozen other women trying to watch the movie, too, and it's just like, what the fuck is happening with you? Someone take the remote from her. I hate this. <laughs> so
0: so so this is of course how uh one of the chapters of the manga started and the the first page the cover page is this full page illustration of the moment where all of uh the inmates are pointing at jolene like get the fuck out of here and in the manga it was not a generic movie it was specifically From Hell, the loose adaptation of the Alan Moore, Jack the Ripper book. hmm <laughs> and, and in that, that page, it's not, like, up on the screen... Is drawn. I don't think a frame of the movie. It's the poster adapted into a still of the movie. <laughs> like yeah, it's Johnny Depp and Heather Graham's faces exactly like the poster, but with a street behind them instead of a black void and you know credits and stuff. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: it's very funny.
1: Uh, also another difference. Yeah, there's another part where she like stumbles into this room. And Mm -hmm. sees The Sixth Sense playing on the screen, and she goes, Hey, I know this movie. I saw it a thousand times when I was a kid. Bruce Willis is actually dead, and he's a ghost. That's how it ends. And everyone's just like, (laughs) what the fuck? Come on!
0: (laughs) They've had 13 years to watch this movie. (laughs) Some of them have been in prison a long time, and this movie just came in. (laughs) Their movie selection is much less contemporary than their nonfiction. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, Jolene goes, "Okay, fine. I'll stop watching the movie." And she goes to to sit down on the couch and read some comics. And the comic she's reading is in the exact same style as the Oingo Boingo comics.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Like maybe maybe Boingo is a successful uh uh comics author in <laughs> Uh so she reads her her comic book out loud with all the voices. Yes. And it's uh, about a uh, prisoner being shown uh, his cell in prison, and the the spiders that live there, and the roles of the spiders in the social hierarchy of the prison, and by the time she gets to the fourth panel, of course, she's totally lost the plot <laughs> and
1: doesn't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> and we see a, a, a shot of her on the couch, going like, you know, what the fuck? And she's sitting next to another woman, also reading comics, who is mm-hmm. laughing. So... You see this woman one time previously when she first when Jolene first sits down, but you can only see her barely, but she's a normal proportion woman. Just vibrating a little bit.
0: Except.
1: Well, no, it's yeah, in in this second shot, this woman head is the size of all of Jolene, basically. Yeah. She's fucked up looking. What's (laughs) happening to her? Like I'm the
0: world's biggest head. She looks like a parade float.
1: Yeah, and it's like when you look at that previous shot when Jolene sits down and you can barely see this woman, her head
0: is normal size there. And she's not like grotesque or, or in any of the other ways that, that no. people in Stone Ocean are. Her head's just gigantic. I
1: it, I, I really think it's just a, a, a an animation mistake, but man, her head is big,
0: huge. Uh, oh, oh, right, Emporio. I, I see my hand oh, yeah. as I turn the pages. Oh, right, I gotta fend Emporio. That's what oh, I'm doing shit. here. Oh shit! Right, right, right. Uh, so so she's back in the hallways, going to uh the that all important staircase, off of which lies the ghost of the old music room, and she sees Mew Mew, who she does not recognize, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mew Mew like gives her a look and is like. Wait a minute, she's got something uh, woven into her hand there, and Jolene looks down at her own hand and sees that she did give herself a third note, which says to immediately punch anyone who looks at her left hand. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: So she goes in for a huge punch with Stone Free, but Mew has already caught on to this, and, and she's just booking it down to the hallway.
0: hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so they're on a foot chase, and that foot chase brings us into the final uh, uh, OP of the, the middle chunk, the September 2020 episode drop.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I'm surprised that there are no sound effects, yeah, because no sound there effects. were in episode 12. I expected them in episode 24. Yeah. Anyhow, back in that foot chase, uh, uh, it continues until Jolene notices a sign on the wall noting it as hallway D14 or whatever. Mm-hmm. which is as a fourth memory, pushes one out, and she's like, wait, I what was I running about? What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hmm? uh, and that's when she's spotted by some guards with shotguns. Yeah. And so she ducks behind a, a support pillar uh, and forgets one of them. She can only keep three armed guards in her mind, no matter how many there are.
2: Hmm.
1: So she's like at the 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 corner of like the the hallway intersection here, hiding behind a little beam, and she doesn't know why these guards are after her, what the fuck is going on. All the guards are like cocking their shotguns mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as they slowly approach, and when they approach the corner, she's gone because
0: because she unwound her entire body, yeah, to cling in the manner of a pillar man's brain, yeah to the back of one of these guards. And then as she's starting to pull herself together, she looks at some of the string, which is again woven uh, uh, into her hand, telling her to go find Emporio. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So So, back at Emporio, he's so fucked up. (laughs) He
1: boils all over his body. He is messed up. And he's looking at his... His hand, he has writing in his body, too. And he's just saying, go find Jolene, uh, like, print it out and all that. And He's like, oh, yeah, the mugshot of, of Mew Mew. I got to tell her that she's a guard at the prison and not a prisoner.
0: You know how guards get mugshots, too? <laughs> yeah. They, they don't want the prisoners getting all the fun. Yeah. So Jolene is trying to book it when she remembers she's trying to book it to that room. <laughs> And we see
1: Mew Mew like hiding around the corner again, spying on Jolene. And Mew Mew's in her prison guard outfit now. Yes a, yes. a a a pink and purple prison guard uniform. Still has the ratty nasty hair, though.
0: And uh the writing all on on the skirt. Oh yeah. And and she is like narrating to herself, making it explicit that like Jolene can't count past three. No matter how many guards there are, she, she'll she only defend herself against the first three, and the rest have, have got a clear shot on her. My mm-hmm. job is so fucking easy. <laughs> and so Jolene manages to burst into the secret room, yeah. which does two things. Number one, it breaks Emporio's pain cycle. Congratulations, hooray. Yay. Number two, it reveals the location of the secret room to Mew Mew, because her job as the stand-using guard is to make sure that stand users don't escape. Mm -hmm. And so if there is a weird stand-using feral child in here, (laughs) that's also something she needs to be aware of professionally.
1: Yep. So now that Jolene's here, it's like, wait, Jolene, why are you here? Oh, yeah, why am I here? What's wrong with you, Emporio? Are you okay? What are you doing? What am I doing? And then they just start shouting why, 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 (laughs) why at each other at the same time. (laughs)
0: It's a very funny episode. Yeah, it's good. So now they have to try to get a printer to work while they're so fucking high. (laughs) The hardest mountain anyone's ever climbed. Mm -hmm. Braver than a U.S. Marine. There, Emporio's not sure what he needs to print He just knows he needs to print Something so mm-hmm. much It's so important <laughs> Which is when Mew Mew Leans in through that crack in the wall Figures out what's going on Better than the people doing it can mm-hmm. And fires Three shots at Jolene Who of course grabs All of the bullets out of midair With a cat's cradle Because that's so fucking cool <laughs> She's been doing bullets almost as long as she's had a stand. You have to do something yep. better than bullets to try and trick her.
1: So Mew Mew thinks, man, I knew bullets were going to be completely useless against something like Jolene. It's a good thing I shot four
0: bullets. <laughs> oh, that's right. The fourth one went through. What did it go through? Well, Emporio and the computer monitor. <laughs> no.
1: And this is when Mew Mew deduces like, hey, okay, White Snake was telling me that there is somebody like feeding information to jolene and the others and like making all these plans and doing a bunch of research and he had no idea who it was guess it's that kid i just i just plugged so Mm -hmm, all right mm -hmm. hell yeah
0: so the new plan like that that last step uh uh, proved to mew mew that she was correct jolene can stop a maximum of three bullets so at as she reloads and fires an entire clip of mm-hmm. wanted ass James McAvoy curvy bullets <laughs> at Jolene, she is surely to be dead. However, Stone Free blocks all of them somehow because Jolene has left herself a, a new and final third message Avenge Emporio. Yes, <laughs> which overrides her limits on counting. <laughs> Doesn't she explain that she's able to see
1: the rest of the bullets because she sees a reflection in Emporio's blood?
0: I think that's what it is. And speaking of blood, she didn't write uh, in a Sharpie on her hand this one. No, she no. carved the words into her flesh, Avenge Emporio. Yes. Um, and so Mew Mew
1: just books it out of the room, um, but she's still pursued by Jolene because she she has thread Coming out mm-hmm. through the the secret room and just wrapping around like a an ammo holster on Mimi's Mew belt or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Emporio, he was shot through the shoulder. Uh, he's he's gonna be okay. He thinks that that he's gonna make it as long as we're all very cautious and we just chill. Yeah. Uh, uh, we we've been beat. We'll just hole up in our our little secret room and and hope that somebody comes to rescue us. That is the Emporio way. And Jolene says, "Hey, little man, sometimes in life you gotta take risks." So she jumps out of the room in pursuit of Jailhouse Lock. <laughs> Mid episode title card: Jailhouse Lock. Yep. So Emporio
1: is lying on the floor in a pool of his own blood, and he yes. goes, "I'm hurt. How did this happen?" Uh, And he he remembers what what Jolene was saying about having to do risky things. And he's just like, I still don't know what I have to do, but I know it's really important. This sucks so bad. All right, I have to print something out. Mm." Yeah, I I love
0: that of Emporio's remaining three thoughts, one of them is you got to take risks sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. That is a full one third of his personality now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: He's like, okay, I really have to think super hard about what I need to print. One, I don't even have a, a printer in here, so I don't know what the fuck I was talking about.
0: Sometimes you gotta print something so bad, even though you've been shot, and that's just life in corporate America. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And this is when Emporia looks at one of the sticky notes on the side of his computer monitor and and makes some sort of revelation that we'll learn about later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As Jolene, you know, leaping out of the secret room, throws a punch with Stone Free and smashes one of Jolene's. Another Powell's- great.
0: Another great, like, Jolene emergence pose, though. Yes. Yeah. Because she is all, like, closed up and tense while Stonefree is behind her wide open. Mm -hmm. And half the frame is Mew Mew looking terrified. Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, And so, yes, one of Jailhouse Lock's arms gets smashed down to the ground, which, you know, of course, brings Mew Mew down to the floor. And Jolene just busts out a ton of thread and wraps it around Mew Mew's, like, head and neck and just pulls her down to the floor.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just, like, bridging backwards, collapsing down. And so Mew Mew uses her institutional power to radio for backup. And Jolene sees some guards yelling and sees them opening a gate to get her, forgets she has grabbed Mew Mew, and when she looks down, she sees empty loops where something used to be.
1: Yeah, and then, like, Wily e. Coyote style, there's a beat where it's still in the form of
0: Mew Mew before it just falls limp to the ground. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> And all of a sudden, her face is bloody for some reason. And this is what tells her, oh, right, Mew Mew is standing in front of me and her stand punched me in the face. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Jolene on the floor now, her hands and arms getting smashed by jailhouse locks so she can't throw any more punches. And Jolene's already beginning to forget about Mew Mew again. And so Mew Mm Mew is practically mm -hmm. invisible. She sees three
0: guards when there are actually about 30 guards in this room currently. (laughs) Well, you see ten because it's like a T-junction. You know, they they can only fit so many bodies in here. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, suddenly, though, suddenly, Emporio appears. And they remember each other. That's nice. That's nice. Yay. And something else Emporio manages to remember is that Jolene is the printer he's been looking for. You see... You see, he spent all this time while while they've been exchanging blows uh, out in the the stairwell, writing down the information in binary code. Mm-hmm. And so Stonefree can use can slide strings along this. Uh, uh, whereas, like, one is over, zero is under, uh, recalling, of course, the way that uh, a binary language dates back to, like, programming textile mills. hmm mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Think about it. And that uh, uh, resolves into an image he managed to use binary to make a monochrome image of Mew Mew's face. And this is yeah. the thing he had to get to Jolene so that she will always know and fail to forget the face of her enemy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and
1: Jolene just like points towards Mew Mew. It's like, you're my enemy. I think you're my enemy. And Mew is just like, hmm, pretty sure she can't see me right now. Well, she's probably
0: bullshitting. <laughs> And Jolene says, ah, that means you're my enemy. And so out come the 1,000 punches. Oh, man.
1: The, the animation for the punch rush in this one is so, like, scratchy, scratchy looking. It looks really cool. Tons of sketchy lines everywhere. And Mew gets
0: completely flattened into the ground. Like, literally into the ground. The final yeah. blow, Mew uh, uh, Mew is already got her her head against the concrete floor. And then another punch comes yes. in yeah oh
1: brutal great and a guard who can't see stands of course just shouts holy
0: shit what am I seeing (laughs) (laughs) oh you know just your boss getting turned inside out by an invisible ghost don't worry (laughs) about it it's fine
1: and so Jolene picks up Mew Mew by the head Mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. like okay I have forced her to deactivate jailhouse lock on
0: us Mm -hmm. finally remember things And you still see Jailhouse Lock is, like, in the prison walls right behind them, but, like, Mm -hmm. uh, Jolene and Emporio's full minds have been returned to them. And and because they are so clever, they start talking about their escape plans in front of, yes, these 30 guards (laughs) while holding their chief hostage. And this is when Jolene holds up
1: her hand and drops three bullets, one, two, three, and all of the guards just go, wait, where'd she go? Because mm-hmm, she is mm-hmm. forcing jailhouse lock into using its powers on all of the guards. And so they're yes. just able to freely walk out of the hallway. and yeah, like, as
0: they like, excuse me, pardon me, bump their way up the stairs and around the corner, every single guard in the entire island is here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Emporio, Emporio has decided he would like to leave this island for the first time in his entire life,
1: yeah. One, this uh wow, this place fucking sucks. I hate being here. <laughs> and two, man, when one third of my entire being is just like, I gotta take risks
0: maybe, gives you a new perspective. Now now as they go through, there is this soaring, like triumphant music. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh and I know, I know, I'm supposed to think that like Mew Mew is you know, down with the program of being a human shield and is turned Jailhouse lock against uh, uh, all the guards who would open fire in order Mm. to preserve her life. Yeah. But what it feels like is Jailhouse lock wasn't really such a bad guy himself (laughs) and and is helping these crazy kids have one last adventure before graduation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so they go, they take a detour
0: to the medical wing to bust their other friends out. Uh, Emporio reveals he has Jolene's dad's brain in his pants, which is mm-hmm. a little weird. <laughs> I mean, pressed against his stomach was one thing, but that is, you're going below the waistband, little man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, er- Hermes is awake. Uh, yep. this- <laughs> she seems fine. She could have participated if she wanted <laughs> to. And Hermes is just like, okay,
1: I heard a lot of ruckus and combat noises, so I was like 100% sure that was you down the hallway. Fucking shit up.
0: And she's decided. Yes, I will also break out of prison with my friends. I, I'm I'm also coming. But but like, are you sure? Are you sure? And Jolene says, "Quote: I've never been more resolved than this." Yeah. Last week, you jumped headfirst down a stairwell to save eight seconds. <laughs> Again, just the real speedrunner's mentality. So, so the three of them, Jolene, Hermes, and, and Emporio, look out the window into the, the sunshine, uh, dazzling them uh, in the medical wing as the camera pushes through that glare all the way across the bridge to the mainland to freedom, the highs and lows of Palm Beach, Florida. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it is now nighttime, and the, the camera is landing on the Lucky L
0: Supermarket, yes yes speaking of the mainland yeah and poochie is there having a real bad time uh, on a park bench in the parking lot here he's got a hat now which makes him look way cooler he's got a cowboy
1: hat he's a cowboy priest a a holy cowboy hat it's it honestly he looks really fucking cool with the cowboy hat on i think
0: so this lady walks out with a, a very full paper bag of groceries and she nearly trips on an uneven part of the parking lot and Poochie steps out and grabs her eggs, stops them from, from breaking on the pavement below. Whew, hate it when that happens, which is when purple electricity arcs from his fingertips and winds her watch really, really fast and this frightens him. He's frightened of this new power. He does not understand and He pulls back. And this woman's fingernails
1: on the on the hand with the watch start
0: growing rapidly. Yes, yes. And so as he leaves, she screams and drops her bag because her eggs mm-hmm. her eggs have formed into half chick, half yolk monstrosities. <laughs> yes. Just grow. Very gross.
1: Somehow she bought a bunch of fertilized eggs.
0: It's Florida, yeah. man. You don't know what those chickens are doing. You know, yeah. So Pucci says to himself, my stand, I haven't the vaguest idea what it is, but it's no longer a white snake.
1: <gasps>
0: he, he's going through it right now. He feels like garbage. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. He
1: feels like whatever he's got going inside with this new stand that's in him is out of his control and it's doing just whatever the fuck it wants. But also, it's feeding him some type of hope. He yeah. ki- kind of liking this.
0: So he, he sets his itinerary, uh, the, the new moon is in six days, and the location of these uh, coordinates is, of course, Kennedy Space Center at Cape Canaveral. Yeah. Weather Report is going to be so fucking bum that he missed out. He wants to go. <laughs> Fuck that, I want to go. I want to, yeah. <laughs> I want to go. On. I've always wanted to go to Kennedy Space Center at Cape yeah. Canaveral. Come on. Come on. And that's the end of the episode. See you in three months. Oh, wait, we don't do that shit. That's why we Yay. had a big break in the middle.
1: Yay. Yeah, the, the end of today's three episodes. Uh, I really like the Jailhouse Lock fight. I think that's a really fun, interesting format to have. A, a better death for, for Foo Fighters the, the, <laughs> this time around.
0: As As you'll recall... I mean, I just edited this like yesterday or the day before, so I my words are fresh in my own mind. <laughs> yes, like my my two biggest complaints were that uh, her her discovery went undiscovered. Not mm-hmm. true. Everyone knows everything she know she knew. Yep, A- and also she was the one to tell them in the end. They they didn't get it from another route. Yeah, uh, and two that that they died at the hands of someone who denied their uh, uh, self conceptions uh, uh, and their their like full personhood. Yeah. And instead, they died proving that to a different person who would deny them that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly,
1: we better be real fucking grateful. Yeah. Next time we yeah, fly, right? see him, it's just like, hey, did you know who kept you from eating shit and you can continue to be a, a weirdo at me and try to marry me nonstop? Guess what? It was a person that you said fucking sucked. So <laughs> eat shit. I'm going to remind you of this every day until you die. Fuck you which might be very soon, who knows? It will be a very positive, mutually supportive marriage, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, just a a relationship built on (laughs) (laughs)
0: told-you-so. I told you she was fucking cool, look. Uh, uh, If only we could all be so lucky. (laughs) And again, this is not originally written with the idea that there would be breaks, uh, sizable hiatuses at this Mm -hmm. point. But if it were, I'd kind of believe it because this is this is very much like okay, I uh, 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 the the plan for the end game has been laid out. There's mm-hmm. a time and a place we're leaving the setting of the first two thirds behind to go and finally yeah. travel and move the thing that nearly every JoJo part is really about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- this is certainly a l- way better than uh, the the first third of the show. Like, feels like an actual you know climax to something
2: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. also you know what i i also am glad that stone ocean does lay out what dio's actual plan was because for a <laughs> while it just feels like i'm just gonna do whatever and maybe something cool will happen no there was like a <laughs> it, it is actually spelled out <laughs> i appreciate that mm-hmm. it, it feels less random now <laughs>
0: And you know it's got to be in Dio's own words. You can't you can't have all these yeah. Dio cameos and have anyone else. Yeah. I mean I guess I would have accepted like Pucci thinking back to seeing them through Jotaro's eyes. Mhm. That could have been fun. Get get a little uh Jotaro voice talking. Actually no. I don't want to hear Jotaro say 14 words. No. I absolutely don't want that. No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that. <laughs> oh man, he's just a misogynist. That's that's it. It's just...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's as bad as he could get. Please, thank you.
0: Uh. Now, old
1: man Joseph in his old age and his brain slowly becoming more and more filled with holes. Maybe, 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 m- maybe. Old man Joseph getting more racist in his old age. That can happen. <laughs>
0: Hey, uh, who's who's your uh, your best friend growing up, and uh, and uh, that other guy that you always hung out with?
1: Yeah, mm. yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, 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 okay. It's not fair to say that Caesar was all about Il Duce, but he never said a word against him either. Okay, he did. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just saying.
1: The Joe Star family has some things to answer for. Perhaps
0: <laughs> there's some skeletons in that closet, all right? <laughs> yeah. I've never met a real estate billionaire who didn't have some <laughs> questionable <laughs> opinions. I
1: you know, really I don't think you get to that spot without having those questionable opinions it seems. <laughs> like it's it's just part of the territory,
0: I think. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Uh, so we're going to have some conversations like this one, I'm sure, next week with uh-huh. a very special guest. Uh huh. And the episode after that will be on the following two episodes, the first pair of episodes in the final December 1st, 2022 drop mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is. These next two are going to be
1: really interesting because um, there is a a core concept to that two-parter that is basically, hey, what if I had a story idea that is unpublishable, unanimatable, because it violates
0: so many copyright laws? The, the puzzle of how to visually dis- depict forgetting one-third of your brain uh, constantly yeah. is also a bit of a puzzle, but yeah, that is a... That's a different kettle of fish entirely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's more legal issues with this one than than anything. (laughs) I'm very interested to see this one pan out. (laughs) Uh, But again, that is in two episodes time. And next time you hear our voices, there will be a third voice joining it. Mm. Strap in. It's going to be a good one, folks. I I just got one thing to plug at the end here. And that's just, hey, by the time you're listening to this
1: episode, the final episode of our Final Fantasy VII Remake Let's Play will be out. It will be complete. Ah. So if you've been waiting for it to be completely done or something,
0: now now's your chance. Go check it out. Go watch Final Fantasy. In fact, yeah. As soon as we hang up on recording this, we're going to talk about one of those final videos. Yeah, we're going to hey. do that.
1: Hmm. We'll get to see Chadley one more time.
0: Chadley. <laughs> Chadley. How would White Snake say Chadley? Chadley. 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 <laughs>
1: Bring me my bones, Chatley. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that one. The butt one. That's right. I have a different ritual for that one.
0: <laughs> to be continued, to be continued. No, and no, you stop later. it. <laughs> Goodbye. Catch me my slippers, Chadley.